in the rafters Retired that, who the greatest? I'm all the way up I'm all the way up, nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up It's never enough, striving for whatever, it don't matter if I'm young I'm What's in so many different everybody? lanes, different breed, I'm I ain't playing young boys the hustlers. Today, today, Dallin, Dallin and I talk about some important stuff, some stuff we're going through we talk about is setting expectations for employees or really anyone you work with. I mean, even if you work with just yourself, you got to set expectations of uh, what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, keeping that clear. So really appreciate you guys listening. If you listen to the show and you appreciate what we're saying and get anything out of it, give us a five-star review. Tell someone you know about it. So we really appreciate you guys listening and uh, enjoy the show. Whatever, it don't matter if I'm young. I'm in so many different lanes, different breed. I ain't playing young boy. Go and say, make sure the impact great. They don't need to know my name. Let you see. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Alright, I think we're ready now. <laughs> hope uh, hope that didn't come over your speakers too bad, but uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Like I said in the intro, we're excited to have you today. What, what's on your mind, Garrett? Give me some knowledge or Dude, insight. so I'm going to share with you what I was thinking about in the shower last night. This could get real <laughs> interesting, everyone. And this is where Garrett goes explicit. <laughs> no, so... I've been seeing this video all around Facebook, and it's not just on people's wall. People have actually been sharing it to me. And it's this guy, he might actually be giving a TED Talk, and he's talking about how smartphones are ruining us. He's like, you can't, you can't memorize a number now. No one can me- memorize a number. Back in the 90s, the average person knew 15 phone numbers, and now we don't know any numbers, and it's making us all stupid, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I, I see what you mean. Like we're not memorizing things, but honestly, what good does that do us? And there may be like some value behind that, but that argument I just don't get because, and then he continues on like, what happens when the smartphone goes away? Then we've gone this generation where they don't know how to memorize numbers anymore. And I'm like, well, memorize numbers, memorize facts because we can just look things up. And a couple thoughts on that was like Albert Einstein, I think it was, had a quote where he talked about like, don't memorize stuff because it clutters up your brain. He's like, take notes, keep those things that don't really matter. You can look at that and keep your brain open for creativity and thinking of new things. Um, I don't remember the exact quote, but I think that was kind of feeling. And maybe it wasn't Albert Einstein. I don't, I don't freaking know, man. <laughs> no, I like that quote. I'm going to use that on my wife a lot. Babe, I'm sorry. I don't remember the useless stuff you tell me. I, just, <laughs> I, bet, I bet that goes over smooth. Yeah. Probably but, not a good idea. But anyway, like I got the argument like, okay, what if uh, like something happens dramatic and we end up in a different type of world than we're in, in today? The skills you're going to need, we like your general person lost those skills, I think, 50, 60 years ago, not now, this generation. Because the skills you're going to need isn't memorizing someone's phone number. It's going to be how to build a shelter, how to gather and hunt food, and how to, I don't know, whatever. How to survive, how to kill an animal. Yeah, because technology is not going away unless it all goes away. 
And so this guy arguing that, you know, what if technology goes away? Well, I'm not going to need to freaking call yeah, anybody. If, yeah, I'm going to need to kill a deer. Away, yeah, you're going to hope you played a lot of Call of Duty because some Nazi zombie shit's about to go <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah, dude. And which I think is, you know, kind of another topic I, I won't rant too much about, but um, I bet a lot of people that listen to us know who Jocko is. I'm not going to try to say his last name, but he uh, wrote Extreme Ownership. And in one of his podcasts, he was talking about how to be a confident man, like one of the key things he recommends is know how to hunt, like gather food, provide food no matter what for your family, provide shelter no matter what for your family, and provide protection no matter what for your family. And so just to like wrap, wrap this little rant back into business, I think those three things are something that will help you be, be a better businessman, be a better husband, better whatever, because I think that brings a ton of confidence. I just recently learned how to hunt because, and I'm obviously no expert, but now I know I can stumble my way through it. Yeah. Um, never hunted because it was uh, during football season. But this last year I learned how, and I'm like, sweet. Like if crap hit the fan, I could find a deer. I could freaking gut it. I could take the meat out. I know how to cut out the meat. I don't know what's so funny. What's so funny, dude? Dude, I got a good joke in my head, but I can't say it because, you know, this is probably is not the right <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that means. Probably going to edit this out, so if this is real awkward, I won't edit this part, and I'll just say, Dallin said something I had to take out, people. So, uh, yeah, that that's what I thought about in the shower last night. Now, are you composed enough to... Uh, yeah, dude. To, I'm sorry. I had to say it. I didn't want to ruin the podcast, but dang, I did it. Dude, there's always editing. That's right, man. So, uh, I just... Recently, I was talking to one of my uh, business partners, um, and we were talking about how awesome the economy is doing and everything, and it was just sweet, you know, more power to all these entrepreneurs and business owners that are killing it. Um, but he said something that freaking caught my attention, and it's so true, and I just want everyone to kind of take a step back, and if you have this disorder, you need to check yourself. And uh, this probably could honestly turn into a whole nother podcast. But for right now, uh, my homie Kyle, we were talking and he was like, yo, I'm so sick of these business owners that have shiny object syndrome. And I was like, dude, what the freak is that? I've never even heard of that. That's what I was going to say. What do you mean by shiny object? And what it is is basically all these dudes, when things are going good, they're making a ton of money. They're getting distracted by you know, spending money on these shiny objects. They're like, oh, I'm making banks. I'm going to go buy a new truck. I'm going to go buy a new toy. It's basically being super materialistic instead of saying, hey, I'm doing really good. I'm going to keep banking all this money, start saving and reinvesting it so that when the shit hits the fan, I'm the only one that's alive and surviving and still pumping out normal because I've taken the time. I'm not living in the moment sort of thing. And I'm like, dude, that's so true because we're out here hustling and we're trying to teach these guys like, yeah, times are great right now, but you never know what's going to happen next. So if you're out there saying, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to prepare for the future. I'm really scared for you because when it hits, when whatever happens, whether it's internally in your business or it's uh, the business culture in a whole as far as the economy takes a tank and you're not prepared or your business isn't you know, ready for whatever's about to come, you're going to regret it really bad and you're going to wish you never bought that new pickup. Now, I'm not saying enjoy and live in the moment, but at the same time when people are like, oh, I don't need Facebook ads right now because we're doing great. 
We're like, yeah, that stuff's over. Well, I think that's a, that's a big thing. You might be able to afford a pickup and that's fine to get it. But when sales come so easy to people, I think people have a really hard time taking their stepping out of it and being like, maybe in the future sales won't come this easy and it won't be so precious. Well, if sales are coming so easy, why don't you double down on it and make sales like the easiest thing ever? So you're already naturally getting them super easy, then pump out whatever marketing to keep it coming and just capitalize on it. If things are great, make them even better. Well, and to play devil's advocate, maybe a little bit here, um, or just show a little empathy on those things. If we talk about our situation, like we literally can't buy enough equipment, enough dumpsters for the people that want to sign up, which is awesome, a good problem to have. And I was on uh, on the other day and I saw a buddy that has a restoration company down in the valley and he's looking for workers, looking for things. He's like, I can't fulfill my orders. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people have a hard time thinking, okay, I'm going to invest in this marketing. And when I say marketing, that can also mean branding. That's kind of wrapping everything up, branding, sales, marketing. They don't put the money into it because, but they really should because two years down the road, if they built a good marketing machine, then when those sales are hard to come by, they're the ones that are positioned to grab it. Absolutely. And I guess that's what I'm saying is be aware of your, your, I guess your situation right now, be aware of what could happen. You always plan for the worst and hope for the best. Um, just Shiny, shiny object syndrome is a real thing. Um, sometimes, you know, the best of people get caught up in it, but uh, just be smart, people. I mean, think long-term. If you think long-term and plan for the best, all good will come out. But, I mean, that's what we're trying to do here right now at Larson Waste, and I can tell you it's hard sometimes because, by all means, me and Garrett really want to go buy a new Peterbilt. We want to go buy a new tractor. But at the end of the day, we know we're going to be the last man standing with you know, all the money and the glory. So, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things that can play into that, but dude, I dig that big time. Heard it here first. Stay away from sh- shiny, shiny, uh, object syndrome, dude. Stay away from it. Yes. By the way, I just patented that. So uh, don't go stealing my wordage. Bros. <laughs> all right. Well, dude, before we dive into the main topic, let's give our sponsor a shout out, man. Give him some love. Who's yeah, our sponsor? Yeah. We like to thank uh, Larson Waste for bringing us this podcast today. Anyone here in northern Arizona, southern Arizona, hell, if you live anywhere in Arizona, hit up Larson Waste and they will take care of all your trash needs hassle-free. Uh, I don't even really have to say much because uh, just experience them and that'll take care of all my wordage Dude, to be honest the, the best part like they live by that hassle free because they will throw away anything i mean it's a uh, bulk waste residential commercial roll-offs hazardous biohazard i mean if if there's anything that you need to just go away there's nothing that they won't take care of so uh these guys they know what they're doing when it comes to trash so uh hit up their website hit their social media stuff uh so Thanks, Larson Waste. Yeah, keep killing it. Yeah, so diving into our main topic here as we kind of brainstormed what to talk about. I was thinking about last night, and I think what we can do best is talk about exactly what's happening. We had a situation today that, you know, took some time to work through, and and it's something that comes up for a lot of people, too. And so I thought it was worth bringing up. And uh, what it is is it's setting expectations and making sure that that's super clear throughout the whole organization and anyone involved. And uh, if you don't, 
it can lead to some, you know, pretty bad things. I don't know. You want to kind of dive in of what, what kind of went down for us today yeah, and why dude. this we thought was something worth talking about? Yeah, it was a, we had an interesting situation. I mean, uh, me and Garrett have spent a ton of time, like our personal time, you actually working in, uh, in our transfer station. I mean, the transfer station for us is kind of one of the hearts of our operation. I mean, it's where all our trucks come, dump all their loads from their daily pickups, and from there we put it into our transfer trucks and goes to the landfill. So it's, it's pretty essential. If that gets stopped or backed up or slows down, then literally the whole operation gets stopped. And uh, like I said, we had busted our butts on it for a while, and we got it running in tip-top shape from equipment to training to standards. So we thought... But what was clear in mine and Garrett's heads and expectations, somewhere along the the chain of employees kind of got distorted and kind of unclear. And uh, I remember I went out there today to check on some things, and I'm not kidding. I didn't even recognize it. The place was a disaster. Um, And within the five minutes of being out there, one of our new employees freaking smashed a loader into our crane just right in front of me as if I had never even acted like nothing happened. And I was like, holy cow what is going on here this is a disaster i step away for two minutes and it just turns to a shit show yeah i was like this has to stop well and what i noticed that i do and it's something that i'm i'm working through getting over i am so afraid to be one of those guys that talks that doesn't act that i act but i never talk Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, we're going to work this and we're going to work this right alongside them. We're going to show them how this is done, what we expect, how it should be ran, how efficient, how clean, how safe. We're going to you know, set this standard and they're going to see with their own two eyes how we want it done. And we're not going to be hypocrites telling them because we're going to be doing it. But I never opened my mouth. Yeah, I just went and showed them. And it was like, hey, you see how all these pieces of equipment are kept well, maintained, clean, safe. We take care of it, see how efficient I am with getting these trucks through, with keeping my weights on, you know, everything that goes into it. You know, I don't want to get too too much into it because most of you probably don't care how a transfer station runs. But uh, I, I was just like, I'm going to show it, but I never opened my mouth to set the expectations. You know, they could see it, but they didn't know I expected that from them as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that kind of goes back to what we talked about before, taking extreme ownership, which what we did, but at the same time, like there was just a lot of carelessness going on and a lot of poor management. And so we really had to dive in deep and just really lay out the standards, the expectations. And unfortunately, it's gotten so bad, there was a point to where we had to use fear a little bit. I know you're a huge, hugely against using fear, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm against it, but I think it's way overused. Yeah. I think most people are like, that's what they operate on. Like, do what I say or you're fired. And this that, and the other and that's what they operate on instead of taking time to get to know someone mm-hmm. really explaining helping them understand what's expected um you know the other day when we were working some come came to my head that i shared with you and it was uh see if i can remember it it was uh that most people will exceed the standard when the standard's clearly set. Right, yes. I'd said that like two days ago, and then one day later we realized like standard wasn't clearly set. Right, and that is the only reason why that guy didn't get fired that hit the the crane, because I, I was as mad as I was and as heated as I was in that moment, I had no right to let him go because of I had never properly told him, hey, you're not supposed to do that. You did well, this, this, this. Well, to, to a, a degree. To a point. Yes. I mean, he's been through our training program, and our training program does cover that type of stuff. And, and there was some stuff that 
is in the training program that, that they've true. been through that was not happening. Correct. But to that same point, it all comes back to well, what we did is, you know, we went out there, we pointed out this, that, and the other. This is how this should be done. And then we brought the manager in. I sat down with the manager. I said, hey, do you, do you yourself understand how I want that um, to transfer station to be ran? And he kind of sat there and he's like, not, not really. It's not super clear. Yeah, and that's how it was even with some of the, the our lead operator out there. He's in charge of the men every day, and I asked him the same thing. I was like, hey, do you know what we want? And he's like, honestly, I don't even know what my role is. I'm too scared to say something because I don't know if I have the authority to do that. And it was kind of disappointing on my end because, like, dang it. As a leader, I have let down my own employees because I never opened my mouth and like you said, we showed them what we thought was expectations, but to me and you, I think we're pretty visual learners. Yeah. I like to, if I see something, how it's done, like, okay, I'm going to do it for here on out like that. But I got to realize, okay, everyone learns differently. And so we had to very clearly sit down and, and outline for every employee, okay, he's in charge. He tells you what to do. You guys need to be doing X, Y, and Z every day. If this isn't being, you know, done correctly, then there's going to be consequences, these consequences and I mean, it was a little frustrating, but at the same time, now that we're talking about it, I feel great because we've accomplished quite a bit. Yeah. Well, and having, uh, I've had a lot of buddies, different people that have asked me and all in different situations. I've had some buddies or some buddies that are just starting to hire people in their business and things like that. And they're like, how do I let these jobs go when I have how I want it done? How do I know they're going to do with that done? I think it's so important to set those standards and when when possible, write them down, talk about them, and then have whoever you're setting those standards with sign off that they understand that that's the standard because I truly believe that people people thrive in knowing that they're doing a good job. I think most people want to know what's expected of them so they can meet that and exceed that. I think a lot of unhappy employees come from not knowing what's expected. And even if they are doing what you have expected in their head, they're unhappy because they don't know that they're doing a good job. Right. And to that point at the very beginning, don't tiptoe around the expectations or the guidelines. When you first sit down, you need to be a man and lay down the law I mean, you can do it in a nice way, but if you're not very clear from the get-go about what your expectations are, it is going to start a domino effect of bad employee training, bad employee operations and actions, and it's going to cause accidents. And guess what? You have no one to blame but yourself. And that's been an issue on our end for a while, not necessarily with us, but in the company for a while that we've been trying to clean up and, you know, it's... We've seen positive things, but obviously we've, we still, we're still learning. Yeah. And I mean, you can never, and I guess what I'm trying to take away is you can never be too clear. It, it is impossible. And I, like Garrett said, I think it's always good to reiterate things with your employees. Let them know that, Hey, you're doing this great. You could do this a little better, but always constantly be gratifying them, telling them good and bad things. But there's always also a way of doing that. Like we've learned today. So. Yeah. And I, uh, it's tedious, it's so tedious. And it's not like the cool flashy stuff that you see on social media and stuff like that, but write as much as you can down and then have people sign off that they understand. There's so much value in that, 
because there's no there's no arguments of you said this you said that have the conversation have as much of that conversation i get there's so much that can't be written down but as much as possible have it written down have it signed off on not only is that a a good idea as far as getting clarity i'll just say as a little side note as you grow and as you get bigger, there's going to be people out there that you bring on and no matter how well you take care of them, if your paths part ways, they're going to do whatever they can to get back at you. And legally, having that stuff lined up that, hey, you know, whether he was let go or quit because he wasn't meeting expectations, unhappy, whatever, it can really save you that you have that documentation that this was what ex- was expected. He wrote down, he signed off that he understood that and he didn't meet those in these ways. And it just makes it so much clearer for everyone, makes it easier on managers. And I kind of ranting now, but I just want to say to that, it gets even more important as you go through multiple levels. What I'm saying with that is, Very rarely do I go directly to an employee that's actually doing the job and tell him how to do the job because generally there's at least one uh, manager in between me and whoever is doing that job. And so the vision or the expectation has to be so clear that the manager can see that, understand that, and then I I try to give him the uh, ability to work within those reins. Yes, yes. And then he can do great things in those reins and lots of times exceeds what I, you know, would do myself because people are awesome. But if I don't ever clear that vision up for him like it's never going to be satisfying to me because i'm like yeah you're doing your thing but it's so far away from what i'm thinking or he's not going to feel satisfied because he doesn't know he feels like he's wandering around am i doing good am i doing bad like i don't know so get it down get it clear and i love what you said you can't ever make it too clear so reiterate reiterate say it again get it clear write it up everything you can to make it just crystal. But I hope if you happen to be in a situation where you're, you know, working with people at all, being clear helps. So I hope it gives you some value. And if it does give you some value, we'd really appreciate it. If you tell your cousin, your sister, your best friend, your wife, someone that you think might get value out of our podcast about our podcast as well. And also give us five-star reviews if you uh, appreciate what we're doing. And we really appreciate you guys and hope you can take something out of this. I'm all